0: Back up, please.
1: Hello and welcome to the 31st episode of Visi Nation, Dando Takko Rokro. This is Ritika and my friend Abhishek.
0: Hello everybody. For this 31st episode and, and it will be dedicated to the Union Budget 2009-2010.
1: That's right. The Union Budget that's like an annual report card of India as a country. And uh, our uh, honourable Finance Minister, Mr. Pranav Mukherjee, he had uh, laid out the Union Budget for the hmm. fiscal year 2009-2010.
0: It's more like a movie, you know, one of those Diwali blockbusters of the year. are waiting to be released.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it really yeah, is, and then it, it flops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. And that's only because there are people with knives and daggers out to see. And this, it's, it's actually a one-act play where everybody plays and the one mm. act performing is the finance minister. And obviously he can't keep all people happy all the time. You know, I read in the papers that uh, Jaya Lalitha, she called this budget as mm. a clerical exercise. He says, <laughs> for example, Nanda Nilekani has been given the power to, as a cabinet minister, to change the National mm-hmm. Identity Scheme, right? The ID Scheme. And he has That's allotted right. only 120 crores for this. He says, it's a mockery of the entire exercise, she says. And Mayavati says it's data <laughs> jugglery. And so everybody has a word in it. Nidlish Kumar says complete yeah. injustice to Bihar, blah, blah, blah.
1: If you allow me to be a little rude, mm-hmm. I can understand Jalalitha's point of view, you know, because any kind of exercise will be definitely
0: difficult for her. <laughs> That's a good one. That's true. And she apparently okay. is also a yes. South Indian actress. I know we are digressing a bit, but she was a big icon during her younger days.
1: But Yeah, yeah. younger days. I, Anyways, if I compare it with uh, a blockbuster movie, uh, The Budget, then it is definitely like a movie that came with a big bang, got excellent reviews, but had poor box office records because <laughs> the sensex just tanned after that.
0: Yeah, you know, I think one of the reasons is You, in Sensex, you start building up your own expectations on some illusions and delusions that this budget is going to be a landmark budget for no apparent
1: reason. And suddenly Mm. when it doesn't hold your expectations, boom. That's true, but uh, one of the reasons why the expectations were built was because this time the UPA government was back without the left and the economic survey, which is like a precursor to the budget, and comes out uh, a few days before the budget and gives out whatever were the statistics and what is the future way ahead for the previous year. That held a lot of promise, and uh, it was mentioned in the economic survey that there may be uh, policies for disinvestment and for foreign direct investment, etc., things that normally cheer up the Sensex. But nothing like that happened in the budget, and for Sensex, Investment, 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 that is the only thing. Whether yeah, the government true. does anything else, it doesn't matter.
0: Disinvestment, I think you had spoken last time, you said that where well, public sector undertaking has got a public stake in the company. So if you want, I mean, disinvestment is basically selling off the government's stake. Now, I think the Congress doesn't seem to do that because it, it, it's sort of taboo. Lagta hai. So some guys came up with an idea saying that don't call it disinvestment, just name that exercise after Rajiv Gandhi or some great man, so that you'll feel, you'll feel good
1: about it. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, when I read Manmohan Singh's interview after the budget, what he said is that there is definitely Dr. a Manmohan investment Manmohan plan. Sorry, Doctor Manmohan. <laughs> okay, Prime Minister of India. <laughs> when I read our Honorable Prime Minister Doctor Manmohan Singh's interview right. <laughs> the next day, what he said is that that we definitely have a disinvestment plan, but it will take three months for us to formalize the disinvestment plan and decide as to what will come into that, etc. So we will come up with the roadmap in three months. So the ministries and the bureaucrats are working on it.
0: Yeah, I guess that's what made the FedEx come up by 3% the next day then.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And I guess one more big reason was that the fiscal deficit, which is like the difference between the government's revenue and the expenditure, So, the fiscal deficit, it grew to around 6.8% of the GDP, which is the gross domestic product, which is like the kind of revenue that the country is generating. Hmm. It grew up from like 2.7% to 6.8%. So, it basically indicates that the government's expenditure is far more than its revenue. So, but it also indicates
0: that uh, the government is willing to borrow and infuse that amount in the country... Hmm. And obviously, the the idea is to either welfare or to stimulate demand. In a way, fiscal deficit need not be always bad when the country is expanding.
1: That's true. And in fact, at times like these during the session, it's imperative that the government has big expenditure items on a balance sheet to propel the demand in the country rather than not spend and control its fiscal deficit. But you know what,
0: the Sensex, would you really care for what happens with the Sensex a week before and week after the budget. Because if you are a long-term hmm. investor, like most of hmm. the people that I know are, they didn't really care. Hmm. They are not into intraday sales. That is, they are not going to see, okay, subhae kya price hai satyam ka, base dunga. They are more like, okay, I'll invest in Infosys, and I'll stay invested two years, three years, five years. So I think it's a little <laughs> too great, yeah,
1: this <laughs> whole concept of Sensex going up and down just two or three days before this, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but for an investor like me and my husband, who have got lots of money stuck <laughs> in Sensex from the time that it was up, right. we were actually expecting that you know the budget will throw some magic on Sensex and it will rise. And we were also one of the unfortunate people who held September. Uh-huh. So, anyways. <laughs> yeah, coming back also, I mean, if we go statistically speaking, then it was expected that the Sensex will fall because... Generally, in India, it has seen, and for the past five years during the UPA government's budget, the Sensex tanked three times out of five. So it was again expected that this time, too, it will tank.
0: I'm sure all these newspapers would be drawing up these statistics, digging. It's like a cricket match. Last year, this time, what was the strike rate <laughs> of Sachin Tenulkar? Because you see, it's, it's very difficult for the finance minister or the government to do beyond mm. a certain point. Last year, Chidambaram suddenly said, look, as far as the middle class goes and the taxation goes, I will revamp the slabs. So it was a good year last year for all of us, the ones who are working. We had a little more money in our pockets because if I am earning between zero to one fifty thousand, I don't have to pay tax. Between one lakh fifty thousand to three lakhs a year, only ten percent, which was beautiful. And this year, they have just upped it by ten thousand. They said from zero to one lakh sixty thousand rupees, no tax. So now everyone is very sad because. How has the new finance minister only given us an impetus of 10,000 rupees? But what more can one do?
1: That's true. And in fact, they have done much more beyond that. If you see the people who have an income of more than 10 lakhs, then there was a 10% surcharge on that income tax. And that has been removed. So for every 1 lakh additional income, you save 1,000 on your tax now. I wouldn't know about that. Also, he has... (laughs) <laughs> yeah so do I but but he has also increased the you know exemption limits for women from one like eighty thousand to one like ninety thousand now and for senior citizens from two like twenty five thousand to two like forty thousand now
0: and we talk about having an equal society between men and women. This is sheer discrimination. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I can live with that Not a problem (laughs) But yeah And I think one of the best things That he has done In uh, terms of uh, personal taxation Is that he's saying That in the next four years The filing of tax returns online Will be made easier And the Saral Form 2 Which uh, we have to file While uh, entering our uh, taxes Saral means in Hindi, it means simple. So they are actually now planning to reintroduce the uh, Saral form and actually make it simpler, hopefully.
0: Yeah, but they have been doing this for a long time. And I think they keep saying that every year. And I still have to pay some 300 rupees to a local chartered accountant to get my taxes file. And I am somebody who doesn't even earn much. So imagine that thousands of people who actually need it, I mean, it'll be a great benefit if they can automize it or make it online and make it simple.
1: That will make life easier for all of us.
0: Yeah, yeah but the ones who are not very happy, uh, we spoke about mm-hmm. uh, people being rich and earning more than 10 lakhs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the concept of fringe benefit tax. Yeah. Chidambaram back in April 1, 2005, he had said that all perquisites or all little benefits that the employees receive, like for example, if I have to go to Pune in a taxi, then I claim that to 300 rupees from the company. Those little things were being taxed until now and certain benefits were also being taxed. So pranam Mukherjee has removed all of that, but he has kept for all middle level and top management people, all the employee stock options that they get, they will be
1: taxed. Yeah, and there's one more thing like the fringe benefit tax, it was earlier paid by the employers. So now it will be actually paid by the employee. That Mm. is the major difference of the tax being abolished. But I'm sure the HR of the companies, whenever such uh, taxation changes happen, they reconfigure the salary structure and then they come out with another structure which will reduce the tax burden on the employees and make it almost similar to the earlier ones. Very true. I I think the
0: only time that an HR works in any company is during the budget times, where they would be reconfigured. <laughs> I don't know what they do the rest of the year, with all due respect to the ones who are working in HR, but the company which I work for, they have a good time for major part of the year. The HR
1: guys. Don't even get me started on <laughs> HR. <laughs> <laughs> I was talk. in TCS and oh, the HR there, well, it gives me, it still gives me nightmares. Uh, well, I years. have company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you have a lot of company, not to worry. Coming back to the fringe benefit tax, the funny part about it is that it was introduced so that the government will get additional revenues. But what happened is that this resulted in a lot of exercise for both the government and the companies and whatever the revenue was generated out of that was too little for the government.
0: That's true and in fact see the whole rationale which it was based on was saying that not only will it get more revenues to the government, but I'll quote what the book said, or what Wikipedia says. The rationale of fringe benefit tax was to restore equity and fairness to those employees who did not receive such benefits. So, <laughs> in the end, like you said, the HR has got ways to get around these problems. The day Sidambaro announced this, six months down the line, all companies took away perquisites as part of the salary. So, basically, you didn't have any perquisites. Yeah. They, they gave you through some other vents
1: yeah, that's what you pay a hefty fee to your chartered accountant for. Oh. There, there is actually one more uh, good news for wealthy people. I think uh, wealthy people have had it good in this budget. The threshold limit for something called as wealth tax. Now wealth tax is generally a tax that is levied if your annual income is more than rupees fifteen lakhs. But now that threshold limit has been increased from fifteen to thirty. So I guess uh, wealthy people are uh, one of the uh, big beneficiaries in this budget.
0: Yeah, and we thought it was an armadni budget. Positioned to be like an armadni budget.
1: Yeah, but it it was an armadni budget, I think, in many ways because of all the schemes that the government has laid out for infrastructure, for the urban poor, for the farmers, etc. Tell us
0: about it a little bit because there are a million yojanas.
1: Yeah, I think if we talk about uh, infrastructure, then mm-hmm. the National Highway Project that was started by uh, Atil Bihari Vajpayee when he was the Prime Minister. And it has done a great deal of good for India and has given a good connectivity uh, between major towns and cities in India. That project has now gotten allocation of 23% more. Also, the government has given uh, assistance of around 300 rupees crore more to the storm water drainage project. So that will obviously help cities like Mumbai where the water drainage is a big problem. I think you are mocking I mean,
0: me. Like so. I, you are mocking me because I am in Mumbai right now. You are very far off in Australia somewhere in Wellburn.
1: Oh, <laughs> I mean, after so many years that I have suffered, right. those. Days in rain. I'm sure I'm never going to forget that, and I can never mock anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: But yeah, I think they also need to invest some amount in teaching Indians uh, as to little things like how not to litter, how not to stuff things out of your uh, balcony into the drainage systems outside, because that's not a dustbin for all those who are listening in India. <laughs> and if they are doing it, stop doing it. <laughs> but then, most
1: of those people won't be listening to our
0: podcast, so yeah, yeah, well. there is no
1: point telling them. <laughs>
0: True. But then you spoke about the highway project. That's, I think, one of the beautiful projects because Narayan Murthy once upon a time had said that there are three things that one country should get right to be right on the global map. Mm. Roads, ports, and airports. And roads being the primary one because whether you come to Bangalore, whether IT people, when they fly down to Bangalore, they love the airport, but when they go out, they just don't want to visit that place again because of the 3 hour traffic jams. So. They have invested yeah. some six hundred thousand crore. Did you know that between 2009 till
1: 2014,
0: the government is saying all right, we will put six hundred thousand crore, which is cool.
1: Yeah, that's true. But when we talk about development of airports, and I am just digressing a bit. But I have seen this Hyderabad airport, and it is awesome. It yeah. is like a they have built an amazingly big uh, international standard airport. And I have heard the Bangalore airport is also very good. Right. But the main problem is, okay, they're situated very far away from the city, which is understandable because there they get a lot of land and they can build how they want to. (laughs) There is no public transport for reaching there. I mean, it cost me like 400 bucks in a shared cab to reach mm. the Hyderabad airport from the city. It is it <laughs> is stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you should have actually tried the aerobus bus, which costs 150 rupees. i had been to Hyderabad not very long in ago. In Hyderabad? Yeah, there is a bus. There okay. is a Volvo. It's a luxury bus, 150 rupees. But obviously, 150 is also... Yeah, 150 is
1: reasonable. 150 is okay but, yeah, right. for somebody who's traveling by air, I guess 150 <laughs> is okay. I don't know about that and I was like, what crap, there's nothing else comes other than a cab. <laughs> no,
0: next time try the aerobus. Yeah.
1: I guess staying in Mumbai, you know, we are really spoiled for public transport.
0: Oh, well, you're right. I think Mumbai's public transport is the best compared to most cities that I've come across. Don't you think? Yeah.
1: Yeah, even though it's getting overburdened now and mm. all that, but it still remains the best in India. I guess far. There's no city that can beat it. Yes. Yeah. By far. Moving on from
0: the urban budget or the budget which spoke about roads and ports and airports to something to do with the rural areas where they have uh, launched uh, those Yojanas. One of them, my favorite one being uh, National Rural Employment Guarantee Act which was done by Congress itself a couple of years ago. Basically, it it says that we will provide 100 days of labor to anyone living below poverty line, and we will pay them at least 100 rupees per day. Hmm. This is a blanket scheme for all across India, which is very, very ambitious. And you'll be surprised to know that out of the 593 districts that they have identified, that is the whole of India, some 200 districts will be covered in the coming five years.
1: Schemes like these are really good and Mm -hmm. if implemented well they can go on to benefit a lot of people but what happens in the execution is like i read this article a long time back and uh, what happens here is that even in the rural areas right there are rich rich rural people and poor rural people so the people who can uh, afford to bribe the officers they bribe them and they try to take that 100 days employment for themselves. And the people oh. who are actually poor and who need this scheme, they don't become eligible for that or they are sidelined. Right. I'm sure it must not be happening everywhere or in a blanket way, but this this kind of corruption does exist for implementation of such schemes.
0: That's very true. In fact, I think one of the reasons why they must be doing it is the number of farmers who are very fragmented and who have less than Mm. two hectares of land, uh, just gardening or farming outside their huts, it's very difficult for these officials to reach them. So instead they can get hold of 10 people, give them the money and I'm not just talking in the air. There is one yojana called Sarva Shikshan Abhyan, Mm. which was dedicated only for uh, providing education to kids. You know what happened there? Mm-hmm. Let's say some hundred crores was dedicated to this project in the budget. And at mm-hmm. the end of it, the, the officials had to return 50% of that because they did not utilize those funds. Yeah. So because they will look bad in the eyes of the government, they might as well squander it to people who are willing to pay a bribe and get this done with. In yeah. fact, Rajiv Gandhi had said once upon a time that only
1: 15% of what yeah. you disperse actually reaches yeah, to the grassroots all, level. All, yeah, but all the consequent governments of Congress have not really helped anything in improving the figure. So uh, I read this uh, statement by Montek Singh Ahualia, who is the uh, Chief Commissioner of the Planning Commission of India, and he said that now that figure has increased to fifty paisa. So, so in improving. other words, fifty
0: fifty percent. You
1: mean to say? Yeah, fifty percent. Now, not bad, I guess. Yeah, and coming back to the other schemes that the government has introduced, they have uh, increased the allocation for the National Rural Health Mission. Then uh, they have increased the allocation for Bharat Nirman program and Indira Ava Yojana, <laughs> uh-huh. And they have also allocated some rupees 7,000 crore for rural electrification scheme, which I think is very important because many of our villages are still living in
0: dark ages. Oh, you bet. In fact, there are places, you know, there's a place called Satara in Maharashtra, obviously you would know that, hmm. which is hardly hmm. five hours from Pune. And... Uh, There, for 12 hours, there is load shedding problem, even today. Here we are talking about those below the poverty line villages, but in proper places which are hardly a few kilometers away from prime locations, there is a problem of uh, electricity.
1: And the electricity problem in a huge way affects the farmers too. And because the UPA government is very pro-farmers and right at the beginning of his speech, Pranab Mukherjee has said that the agriculture growth of the country is very important to them and they will be coming out with schemes for the betterment of farmers. And so they have increased their budget allocation for farmers. And in fact, they have come out with this... uh, subsidized interest rate scheme where if the farmers, they pay back their debt on time, then they will be paying 1% rate lesser than what the others would get.
0: Uh, well, but then it depends from whom have these farmers taken the loan from. If it is from the money mm-hmm. lenders, then uh, I'm, I'm not sure how this works because uh, money lenders completely yeah, rip you apart with, with what, 20%, 30% uh-huh. interest rates.
1: Yeah, that's true for that. Also, the government is is giving some rupees 100 crore one-time grant to mm-hmm. banks so that they can expand in such unbanking areas.
0: Ah, that's good. That's another thing that the government has done is, mm-hmm. is that they've put in another 1,000 crores for irrigation projects. So they have realized that mm-hmm. monsoon is not your best bet, especially even in this season. <laughs> it hasn't rained much, and when yeah. it has, it has rained. It has poured heavily in Mumbai, but... Uh, generally it hasn't rained much so thousand crores will be going towards uh, drip irrigation and other modes of irrigation like
1: dams etc In fact because of this delay in monsoon, the debt waiver scheme of Rs. 60,000 crores that the UPA government had announced in the last budget Mm -hmm. they have now extended it to uh, this year December because of the delay in monsoon I don't know how it is in Mumbai but I have friends here who are from Pune. So Uh they were saying that uh, there is a huge water problem in Pune and for a month now they are getting water only for two hours in a day. I
0: would agree with your friends that I had been there at a friend's place and we didn't have water in the morning to do the activities, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Which is for the first time in Pune, my friend told me. So it's bad, it's really bad. Uh, is
1: Is it the same in
0: Mumbai? No, not quite, not yet. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, and one one more sector that most of us are always interested in is the education sector. So the government has come out with a few schemes here too where they will be giving some interest subsidy for students who are taking courses in approved institutions. And it it is supposed to benefit from around at least 5 lakh students. Mm -hmm. And they have also allocated around uh, 2,000 crores to the IITs and for the expansion of the new IITs that is there in the government plan.
0: You know what, I always uh, had this problem with government investing a little too much in secondary education like IITs and IIMs as compared Mm to primary education. And I have a few statistics which are deplorable if that is a word to be used. Uh, It says that in UK and USA, 6% of the budget is dedicated only to children, whereas in India, Mm. where it should be at least twice as much, if not more, it is only 3% on education and 1% on health. We are talking about a country which has got 40% population in children and uh, Mm. the amount of money that they have Mm. uh, dedicated this year for children is only 15% more as compared to the last year, which was only 5,100 crore. And uh, babies keep adding up in a country like India.
1: Yeah, I mean obviously a country like India still, I mean it has some restrictions within which it has to operate and it it cannot really compete with the developed countries Uh like US and UK. But coming to the primary education, even if those, you know, 3% of the amount that is allocated if it is spent properly then then that can lead to a lot of changes i mean if you just there are there are so many of municipalities schools etc you go there and they are so poor the teachers don't right. come they are not bothered about teaching and most of the time they are absent and the children actually do not know anything the just uh, children who study there so if even if they can tackle such issues hmm. and uh, you know at least pull up the socks of these people, then even that is going to go a long way.
0: True, true. In fact, a few days back, Times of India carried a front page news story saying that the number of people joining the private schools have now increased as compared to the municipality mm. schools. And that's not because private schools mm. are giving you better education. It's only because the municipal schools, there is the teachers just don't turn up. Uh, like you said, there are places where the teachers simply don't mm. turn up and obviously there are reasons i guess they don't they are not paid enough or whatever be the reasons i think like we have the budget which is announced every year there should also be after yeah. 6 months what are the results yeah. of the budget where where do you stand as of now if you have been given 100000 yeah, crores Tell us where have you, you have spent because we are the taxpayers.
1: Yeah, yeah, in fact, I read. I I don't remember it was interview of Montek Singh Hohwalaya or of uh, Dr Manmohan Singh, but either of the two where they mentioned that you know they will soon come out with a budget tracking system uh-huh. so that. Every year, they can track whether whatever amount was allocated to what section, it it has been spent and how it has been spent on that. So, I mean, hopefully, if that comes out, that that will be a great thing because accountability is a key issue here, and that is right. never tackled.
0: <laughs> Story of Indian politics.
1: <laughs> all uh, easier said than done, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I mean, this is this must also be a mammoth task just to bring out the budget and. Now we are asking for a little too much is what they might be thinking. But come on, it's our money out there. Yeah, So
1: we are justified. Exactly. Yeah, And one mammoth task that uh, has been proposed is of the rollout of the uh, unique identification card. I guess you've spoken about that in Indicast. Right. And uh, rupees 120 crores have been allocated for that project in the budget, which I think is obviously going to increase because it's <laughs> going to be a massive, massive project.
0: Let's wait and watch yeah. what Nilkani does. Nanda Nilkani. Yeah. I could never pronounce his last name. Is I it Nilkani,
1: Nilkani, Nilkani? <laughs> Nandan. <laughs> it's Nilekani. Ah,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: Nandan is better. Yes. Let's not go to Nandu. <laughs> <laughs> Nandan. Yeah, well, that's all I have uh, from the budget. And just one more point I would like to add, that, you know, some rupees, 1,000 crores are being allocated for rebuilding the infrastructure damaged by the Ila cyclone in West Bengal. It was a big cyclone that had come up in West Bengal that right. had caused major damage. So I think places like West Bengal and Odisha and Bihar, Mm -hmm. Every year, you read them, either they are destroyed by floods, or by droughts, or by cyclones, and the government keeps uh, pouring money on that, and they keep giving grants. I doubt how much of that is actually spent on people over there, and why the government never does anything to set up a good disaster management system in such places, because they are so prone to natural calamities, which happen every year I, mm. I mean really when I see all the pictures in the news I feel that every year so many people are displaced where do right.
0: they go absolutely instead of pouring in thousands of crores every year one good sustainable plan which sounds very exactly. MBA-ish MBA language type but still <laughs> one one good plan which says yeah. okay if you have rainfall less than so many centimeters then this is what the plan B is and how this is how we are going to source water or something like that I don't know can be done. And come on, I mean, we the ones who pass the civil service examinations are supposed to be very intelligent because it's one of the most difficult exactly, exams yeah, to pass.
1: yeah,
0: they are. Yeah so, yeah, so I guess those are the men who can make a difference. And
1: the, yeah, and the, they are one of the few exams in India which you cannot pass by mugging.
0: No, you can't, seriously, <laughs> you're right, yeah. Hope. And talking about civil services, just a little bit more about uh, the defense personnel in India. One good news is that uh, some 12 lakh javans will be getting new pension benefits. And uh, th- there is some 34% hike in the allocation for salaries for all who are involved in the budget. Which is good news because uh, just about a couple of years ago or last year too, we had this very unpalatable site on television where many javans and many army officers had relinquished their medals in protest, basically, because they were getting peanuts as pensions.
1: Yeah, that, that's good news. Well, uh, yeah, before we end, I just wanted to add that, you know, Infosys has come out uh, with their results. And we will be discussing the results in our next podcast. And because by then, the other IT companies will also come out with their quarter one results. Right. So, but when we do that, you know, if there is anyone who is working in the IT company and want to talk about uh, gra- ground realities like job losses, etc., in the IT field, then they can just you know leave their uh, Skype IDs and we will call them up and have a discussion and that will come in our uh, and uh, we'll add that to our podcast the next time. Yes. So all you guys out there,
0: if you feel like sparing about a couple of minutes or so, or more than that, then mail your Skype ID to Ritika at the dot com. That's R I T I K A, and Ritika will be the agony aunt. Oh,
1: I <laughs> uh, how how can a jobless person guide people who have jobs? <laughs> no, yeah. but on a serious note, you guys can chip in with whatever you think. Like
0: she said, there's the ground reality yeah. and. Just share those, even if you are working, not working, earning a big salary, anything to do with IT or any other company that you are working with during these times. And we will stitch that in in the next episode. Yes, and
1: uh, I guess that's about
0: it. Yes, that's about it. Go log on to theindicars.com. Hope you enjoyed the budget episode of Dando Takorokuro Busy Nation. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.